1: I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker.
0: And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neo Modern, and Grumpy Old Man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne.
1: Hey, Rubin. How are you?
0: I'm okay. Can we try an experiment
1: today? Uh, sure. Should I be um, scared? <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, can we try an experiment? Should I be scared?
0: Oh, y- Yeah. You should be very afraid.
1: Be very afraid. Um, It's not our Halloween episode.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm always bringing up composition. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm, and I've made a big deal of that. I think the rule of thirds is kind of bogus. You know what? And and I would actually retract that. It's not that it's bogus. It's all those rules of composition. It's not that they're bogus. It's that they don't help people learn how to take pictures. Hmm. I think it's it can be interesting to look at pictures that you like and notice things like. Uh, if if it has a rule of thirds, if if it's following like a, a a composition like that, or there's leading lines, or there's triangles, those those terms that people use when they talk about composition, they aren't. I I think the problem is they're not really for taking the picture. They're for it's sort of Monday morning quarterbacking, deciding what's interesting about the picture in some ways. Paralysis,
1: paralysis. Yeah.
0: It's but it's but I don't think it's important. I <laughs> literally don't think it's important. And and the reason I bring it up is that I actually think it's harmful to learning to take better pictures. And because of that I'm trying to come up with something that I think is useful. Like mm-hmm. what what would I how would I teach composition if mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about any of those things? Right. And I've talked about in earlier – episodes. in fact, our first episode mm-hmm. was talking about just sort of being on the fly and walking around and composing things dynamically. Right. But I, I think there's another way to teach this. I'm trying, So I'm trying a new method. So I'm trying it out on you.
1: Okay, great. I'm ready to be the, the <laughs> or, canary in the coal mine or pig, whatever. whatever.
0: Uh, the canary in the coal mine? You not... Well, you
1: said I should be scared. So. Okay,
0: all right. Um, so I grabbed a bunch of objects just off of my shelf, and they're just – and so this is what I, I think – I'd like to encourage people to try. Okay. Grab a bunch of things, and it doesn't matter what they are, and set them on a little table. We in... have
1: a ruler, uh, maybe an architectural ruler. That is a, sure. slide a slide rule. Rule. Oh, is a slide rule. That's a slide rule. rule. Have you
0: ever seen a slide rule?
1: N- not until this moment.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: Slide rule. I see a view master, a it, It's a lot pen, of old. Like, why would I have on my shelf? And a uh, that was my little toy. Wooden, no, no wooden that was a toy. little
0: wooden train that I had when I was a kid. Did it
1: used cl- to have magnets on the front and back so they'd no, snap together? No, it was
0: not magnets. This is old school. I was born in the 60s. They had little hooks. Oh. And they would hook together. <laughs> okay. All right. And, <laughs> they um, had
1: magnets in the
0: 60s. No, magnets had not been invented <laughs> in the 60s. <laughs> okay. Maybe they had magnets, but they didn't have them on their wooden trains. That okay. was an advanced feature to combine okay. magnets and wooden trains. Okay.
1: That's more 80s. Got it. Noted.
0: Probably, yeah. Okay. uh, But the point is to grab a a, a bunch of objects and I want you to put them on the table and don't think about the organization of them. When people do still life photography, Mm -hmm. they're generally arranging the objects, okay? And I'm suggesting not to arrange the objects. Throw them onto the table in kind of a weird random way. It doesn't matter, Okay. okay? Because the point is, in the real world, things are like this. Things are just sitting on a table in a random mm-hmm. way. If, if you're a professional photographer and you're in a studio, you get to move things around. You mm-hmm. get to say, hey, go to your left, squat down, uh, hold this thing up a little higher. I'll move the light over here. But that is, again, I don't think constructive to a beginner who's just walking around with their smartphone. Mm-hmm. So, th- so now I've thrown everything on the table in kind of a ridiculously random way. It's okay. not aesthetic- arguably now take your phone out okay. take your camera out okay and we will do this and post a video of it so you can kind of see the process but i i want to talk you through it because i think this is the nature of what you do as a photographer okay so if i said take a picture of this what's your first what are you going to do like how are you going to um, kind of
1: Jeebus i don't know it's um, hard
0: it's hard to think about where you put the camera. So I want you to try to get as much of that stuff in the picture as possible. So you could be sort of top down. You know, when people are, are discussing how to take better pictures, they're often saying... I just oh.
1: get a weird shadow when I do top down.
0: Okay, because you're in the, the light. Because I'm in the light. Right. So you need to consider that, right? Right. So here's the thing if by moving your camera position down in the plane with the objects, you're going to be much more of the way you are taking pictures of things. So you're down there, right?
1: Okay. Now, these are very big items.
0: Right. So what you want to do is look how the items fill the frame. And as you move around this this strange assortment of objects, you're going to, some things will be large and in front, some will be smaller in the back, some will be cropped a little bit. But the game of photographic composition isn't about moving those objects because you don't control them. It's about moving yourself around those objects and filling the frame with them in different sort of ways. Right. Right. So can
1: I move this platform just because? Well, you
0: can move the camera around. That's how you would do it. Right. Okay. Keep and keep low. This is going to make terrible radio.
1: This is, um, <laughs> I feel
0: like, let's watch. <laughs> I mean, if they could see the pictures.
1: Well, I'm taking a video and then I'm doing screenshots okay. as I go. So oh, that's interesting. So, I'm on like the backside of the Viewmaster, which.
0: So, so, when your camera is, lo- well, I'm looking at sort of where the objects are in the frame and then the, the negative space around them. Like, mm-hmm. in this case, you're you're behind it. And so that changes. Like, I'm going to move around and I'm going to get closer to some and farther from others. This is the practice of composing photographs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And notice um, as you're doing it, the very subtle motion, like because these things are so close and the camera's right here, yeah. tiny little motions of up and down or left and right. Like when I'm a little bit too far to the left, I'm, I'm covering up that the little train car mm-hmm. and... Maybe I want to, or maybe I don't. Maybe I need to move back a little bit so you see all the wheels of the train car, or I want to see more of the slide rule. But I'm, but I think the the thing that I, I'm doing in this exercise is f- concentrating on filling the frame, you know. And what do all those things look like? So let's see if I did that right there. This is, but this is the exercise. I I don't, and I don't know how we can do this in the podcast to like show people this process. Mm-hmm. And as you start to see. Like being up here is one way, being down here is another. Like in the real world, you're on the same plane as all the things you're shooting for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be shooting up. But you'll notice in none of these compositional exercises we're doing, they're all about filling the frame and thinking about what the object is and Mm -hmm. how much you need to see of the object to kind of make a statement. And it's never about like, is there a leading line or is that a third over? It's like, it's not about that. It's Mm -hmm. about... What are these objects, and how am I seeing them in the frame? So, I'm not, I'm not sure the way to do this on the radio. It's definitely an exercise I think will help people in real life. In real life, Mm -hmm. and practice doing it. Pick the objects on your side table. Pick some things in your living rooms. Throw them on a on a table, Mm -hmm. and now. Once you start playing with that compositional game of moving around these objects and thinking about how big they are in frame and what you're seeing and is the frame full or mm-hmm. or like is there weird, then you start noticing what's behind the objects, what's right. in the background. Do I want – like if I put something black behind this, they would be much more isolated. Mm-hmm. If you're – if I'm shooting it here and I can see you, mm. now I need to incorporate you into that compositional right. structure and that's when you want to know those other things about photography, like, right. oh, short depth of field. That would make her disappear in the background right. or deep depth of field. I want to see her in the background. Like mm-hmm. I don't care about those things as much until I'm trying to get the picture of the train car and I'm thinking about, oh, that's complicating my image. There's too many things going on back there. I want to simplify it. Yeah. And I'll do that with that depth of field. Um, so I find that this kind of exercise is going to be useful in teaching all of those elements of photography and getting people to think about their frames and not, and I think it would be not useful if we just said, shoot one object on a plain thing. Right. Because that, like, how often do you do something like that?
1: Well, I think what was actually surprisingly helpful about that little exercise was they, when you first dropped them all down I was like I'm thinking okay I'm going to rearrange these and then you're like no you're not arranging these you can't touch them they have to stay just as they are mm-hmm. and then when you go you go down because they were so close together and because there's so many of them and they're so small that the idea kind of the things that we've been talking about with like parallax and just going up a little and down a little with the the frame of the camera is so exaggerated that you realize how small those movements can be. And you're able to kind of get that understanding. And when you go really low or when you're kind of level with this small, you know, platform of stuff, Mm -hmm. what that looks like and how that changes the scale. So I think it was, it's great to do something like this, even if it's a 10 minute, five minute um, practice, because you just, you start to really see things differently in such an exaggerated way. Mm -hmm. You're able to learn from it very quickly.
0: I think it's more like real world than you think. I mean, I know these are tiny objects in a room and we're kind of moving the camera all around, mm-hmm. but that's, it's really what you're doing when you're standing out on the street and there's a bunch of people and there's a building and there's a car and there's right. your, and a flower Right. and you think, I want to take a picture of the flower. You go through the same exercise You and parallax, you know, you know, it's funny mm-hmm. when kids don't know how to drive, mm-hmm. they will sit with a steering wheel. And they turn it hugely. Yeah. And when you get in a car for the first time as a kid, I think the first thing you realize is, oh, my God, to turn is a tiny little, Mm -hmm. it's tiny little motions, which are all of the motions you make when you're driving. Once in a while, you turn the wheel a lot to Mm -hmm. make a hard thing. But most of the time, you're doing these nuanced little things. And that's what you're doing in photography. You think... In your head, like, oh, I need to change my position to an aerial shot. To I need to scrunch down. Right. And that's what they tell you, like, change your point of view. Mm-hmm. And while that's true, I think the thing that you want people, it's like turning the wheel to turn the car. Yeah,
1: I think that's a great kind of metaphor where it's just, it's not fully, a change doesn't have to be a huge change. It's it a can tiny be an change.
0: And this, and this exercise, because you're small with your phone and shooting small objects, you start to pay attention to how tiny a change you make affects the image enormously yeah and I think that practice again is more constructive than just getting people to squat down
1: yeah no I I completely agree and I think that It's because it is so it is so small, it's so simplified that you can take the lessons to the much to the bigger world. That your changes can still be very small to make such a big impact.
0: Have you? Do you think your composition has changed since we've been talking about stuff? Do you do anything differently?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, It'd be hard to pinpoint. I think again, the biggest thing is just is being more mindful of you know really sort of stopping and not just uh, rushing through photos, but actually just stopping and taking a moment to sort of see. And what
0: are you doing in that like and when you take an extra moment, what's different like what I know you're slowing down? Mm-hmm. Are you looking around the frame more? Are you like taking a second picture where you might take one and be done, and now you're thinking? Okay, I got it. Is that the best one? Is could I get it better by moving a little over here or trying to walk around a little? Like, what do you? What, what's your process?
1: Um, yeah, great question. I, I think, I mean, we just went through my Korea pictures, uh-huh. and so I think that you sort of saw those pieces and those changes of, oh, I see how you moved in the arch to frame the temple differently, or right. you know, you changed the camera angle to kind of get to to have it fill the frame in a better way. Um. And so I am looking around the frame. I'm I'm taking that moment to sort of stop and honestly, I take a breath and then I then I'm looking. So how do I like to see this? I'm moving the camera a lot more. Um, I'm shifting. I mean, just even just minor adjustments where the, for example, the arch with the temple. Mm-hmm. It's you know it was. Two steps, you know, to the right to kind of get it a little bit more, um, a little bit more centered. I still didn't want it perfectly centered, but moving a little bit to the right was a better, you know, a better adjustment. Hmm. So it's I'm just I'm looking for not only what I see in the frame and whatever what's around the frame, but then what happens when I go on my toes or when I, you know, take a step to the left or the right.
0: Hmm. Are you um, when we first started talking about composition? We were talking about um, not making it about the temple, Mm -hmm. exactly, or once you see the composition, there's a temple and there's an archway and you've got all that, would you ever then wait for something else to make it better, like a bird to fly in or someone to walk by or someone to walk past? Like, did you ever wait for that kind of moment? Uh,
1: Absolutely. And actually, there's some of the pictures that, um, again, just because we were just going through the Korea photos, but um, where I was waiting for the people to... Well, in South Korea, if you go to a temple, you can actually get in for free mm-hmm. if you dress up in like the traditional Korean uh, hanbok. And so there's all these places around the temple to um, to rent these costumes. And so you have all of these people and tourists, not just Koreans, but and anyone can do this, um, that are dressed up in these traditional um, outfits. And so it's very interesting to sort of see, wait for them to wander into the photo. Uh-huh. So I think for um, one of those temple pictures, I was waiting for these two girls to kind of hurry up, right. <laughs> and Get it, so and much. get in the frame because <laughs> that was it was just it was interesting this juxtaposition of a modern time. I'm taking this you know with an iPhone, and they are dressed up in very traditional uh, traditional garb, and we're at this very historic palace.
0: It seems like just in you saying that. You need something in the picture that shows the like it could be an ancient picture right. or an old picture. I know you're taking it with an iPhone, but you right. need maybe something where they're in these traditional garbs and they're holding an iPhone or they're holding something that could only be to modern. Right. So it looks like an older kind of moment.
1: Well, if you zoom in, you see their shoes.
0: Oh. And so are they wearing like sneakers or? something? Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, every,
1: they don't rent the shoes, so everyone. So maybe has like that's kind
0: of a, like a close-up of their feet with yeah. the shoes in the traditional garb it right. might be fun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds cool. Well, let's um take a look at these pictures. We'll post pictures from Korea. Yeah,
1: we can picture um, post some of the ones that I've mentioned and some of the ones that we've gone through uh-huh. and um, as well as this video with the the snapshots of the glasses and the V-masters and this yeah, it's a strange know, little... slide rule. We'll, we'll go
0: out, let's go out and shoot that and uh, sure. make it a little better. Okay, cool. Well, cool. our show
1: is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com/podcast to get show notes, see photos and post comments. Please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe.
0: We get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, send them a link. Thank you to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.